Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 47 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto with the introduction of Gamabunto. Oh yeah, it's uh, the very far relative of Gumby, that old show from like the 80s. Um, his pal Pokey is there too. Uh, they've been summoned from a blood oath that they've made to the the tree people of the forest. Um, that's... Are there a lot of blood oaths in Gumby? Oh yeah, there's there's totally a lot of uh, blood oaths inside of Gumby. I mean, how else yeah. do you make a piece of clay come to life? Obviously, a blood oath. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and jump in. Okay. That was was a good one. I like that one. (laughs) I feel feel as though I nailed it. (laughs) You know, one other thing about the intros that I don't like is that the music doesn't actually play for us when we do the intro. It's only added in after we've recorded it, but the music is so good. And I feel comfortable saying that because I had no contribution to the music whatsoever. Aside from... Oh, yeah, it's... I think I was the one that came up with the name of the podcast and they use that. So aside from that, I'm completely detached from the generation of the music. That was all Rashad and it's so yeah. good. Yeah. So um, I wanted to uh, throw out there at the very beginning of the show, uh, we are going to be making a switch, um, uh, a little bit of housekeeping stuff. Uh, we are going to be switching to a new provider um, called Buzzsprout. Uh, we've started the process. Um, it shouldn't affect anything. Uh, what you're like, uh, what you're doing, or getting your podcast from. If you're not getting your podcast directly from Podomatic, um, yeah, that's really the only thing most that's going to change. But we yeah. want to put it out there. This is not going to happen immediately. Obviously, this isn't going to happen for this episode. But in the next episode or handful of episodes, that change should take place. So mm-hmm. if an episode's a little delayed or if there's some other technical glitch, um, it's probably related to that. Um, and definitely feel free mm-hmm. to like reach out to us on one of our many social media channels to let us know if there's some issue that you find. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm really a person of the belief that like, if you want the show and it's not a, you know, really easy to get to you, I'm willing to jump through hoops to make sure that it is. So if you ever have difficulty or you're seeing like, it's not coming out because it's like late or something like that, please let us know. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to like, you know, find out what your email is. If you send it in through somewhere or, you know, sending you the actual raw copy of the episode. I don't care. I want you to listen to the show if you're fans of the show. Um, He's really good uh, at that, actually. I'll notice issues with the way it's uploaded. And, like, he's the one that handles all the technical stuff, and I kind of handle all the copy stuff. And uh, he always fixes it. Like, if I'm like, hey, the episode's delayed or it's not showing up on Google Play because that's what I use to listen to podcasts and stuff, like, he's like, it always gets fixed within, like, 10 minutes. So this is not uh, this is not for joke. If you guys have issues, definitely reach out to us. Um, Spencer will probably be <laughs> unless it's Reddit. Spencer is the one that's monitoring it. I'm the one that does our Reddit yeah. presence. So, uh, yeah, jokes. I like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like a lot of episodes to cover today, but it, it's not that much content, honestly. Oh man, um, we're doing really? Naruto, and it's the same thing we've talked about previously, which is that Naruto really does decompression on its storytelling so like this, these five episodes i think could probably be covered in three 
Um, mm-hmm. I will say that each episode has a different thing that it's doing. And I think the one, like the last time or the second to last time that we covered like a group of episodes that should have been cut down by almost half, it felt like there was no reason for them to be different episodes aside from just to chew the fat a little bit. And then these episodes, mm-hmm. like there's actually different stuff happening in the plot in each episode. Um, yeah, it's just that it's not that much plot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're going to go into uh, that here in a minute. Um, the other piece of housekeeping um, that I wanted to do is that uh, we do have a website that we are working on. Um, it is not completed yet. Um, we will definitely be mentioning that inside of the inside of the episodes um, when it is ready and up and ready for everybody to check out there. Um, so we will we will definitely be more uh, doing more sharing of. Uh, all of the stuff that we are working on as soon as it is completed. Um, this is a, as, I don't know, as a, as we've been doing the show for uh, over a year now, which is, is insane. Oh, yeah. We definitely oh, yeah. started in... Yeah. Well, okay, so, so asterisk on that. Our re- original recording date was early May, but we didn't start releasing until early July. So in oh, some yeah, ways yeah, we've yeah, been yeah, doing yeah. this for over a year, but in some <laughs> ways we're coming up on our one year anniversary. So what do you yeah. do? <laughs> and as, as I, as I re- approached that and I was just like, well, I guess we're going to keep on doing this forever. I was like, well, if we're going to do that, we, we might as well get on the fucking train with everybody else that is doing podcasting and taking ourselves fucking seriously. Um, which I do. Which is really and difficult I, because you know, I don't take anything seriously ever at all. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is something that we do, you know, we do weekly and we've had a, a yeah. steady growing of fans uh, as of as of this week. I took a I took a look and we have um, we have over 250 subscribers that come back and download every episode every week. That's really great because I'm only really, one of those. So my contribution is becoming smaller and smaller. Yeah. And it's it, and I am not one of those. And neither oh, really? is Rashad, So. <laughs> Ah, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, because I, I subscribe on Google Play, so I don't know how that counts in, but yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where it's like, well, we we have a, a dedicated fan base that's small but mighty, um, that is very quiet and only sometimes talks to us. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I we wish have, you guys were a little I, more chatty, but we still love you. And <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm. I'm really happy that we're at that point of uh, that a lot of podcasters talk about before they started feeling like they really made it um, at their end of their first year where they're just like, hey, we have a fan base. You know, it's it's not something where it's just like, I hope somebody is listening to this. I can look at the numbers and I can see that you are listening. So I can I can definitely tell that you're out there. Yeah. Um, So I also like that we have about a year's worth of content. I mean, we're coming up on 50 episodes and that doesn't include. Those numbers don't include the special episode you did or the movie episode we did with Childhood Remastered or the end of the year episode. So, I mean, we're, yeah. this is in this is actually our 50th recorded episode today. Yeah. Um, so. I didn't realize that until just now, but uh, it's pretty exciting. And that means that if you're new to the podcast, number one, welcome. Number two, congratulations on all the shit that you get to listen to or have just completed listening to. To get to this point, mm-hmm. because I love I mean, I'm I know my way of consuming is like I like to find something that's been going for a while and I like to get into it and dig into it over like an extended period of time. So, like, I would be pretty yeah. pumped if I were just a podcast listener to find it at this point when it's like it's got some stuff 
You know, like you don't get caught up oh, and yeah. you have to wait a week immediately. Yeah, um, there's actually over, you know, there's two shows that have been fully completed on our show. So yeah, that's far. true. So, so like, even if you don't want to listen. Wanted, yeah, if you wanted like a full <laughs> thing of a show, God, as sometimes, sometimes like Blake not, will stop talking and I'm <laughs> expecting him to continue talking and he thinks that I'm about to start talking. <laughs> yeah. This is like recording from far away problems. Yeah, truly we can't the see most first world of uh, yeah. first world problems. It's bad because <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like I steamroll you sometimes. So I like I want to try and like actively pull back and then sometimes you don't go ahead and I'm like, well, shit, now I got dead air. <laughs> Dead air, Barry. <laughs> but yeah, I, we're just really excited. And uh, hilariously, right now, this is my only job. <laughs> <laughs> I've been unemployed for a couple of months since I moved to California. And uh, this is the only thing I have to do on like a regular basis, aside from like generic housework that I do. So <laughs> this is like pretty high up there on my list of importance and uh, and general love so yeah that's whereas i have like three jobs this being the fourth smaller job yeah (laughs) we're the on the opposite ends of the spectrum although i I don't want to get into the weeds with this but i didn't tell you yet spencer uh we actually found out we're about to move in uh Uh, at the start of july so we're not going to be here for like extra months good lord yeah we're heading out to figure that out you guys (laughs) (laughs) all right so, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our previously on episodes for Naruto. So, we've got our main character, Naruto. He's... there. Most of the main characters like kids. Um, Naruto is a kid. He's, they're about 12. Um, they live in a society that it has prevalent ninjas. And these are like fantasy ninjas, not like actual historical ninjas. So, the fantasy That's ninjas... prevalent... Saying prevalent ninjas sounds like they have, like, an ant problem. Like, <laughs> prevalent ninjas should be, like, our band name or something. Oh, um, my God. I, I know we ask this a lot of people, but for the love of God, can somebody make a poster called Prevalent Ninjas for a band that we're starting? Yeah. Please? I know you're so out great. there, listeners. One of you can do this. Somebody has artistic <laughs> talent. So, uh, so yeah, we've got Naruto. He is a ninja in training. Um, and right now they're in like the downtime between part A and part B of a tournament arc. So part A was essentially, we've got too many participants. We're going to call it down before the big tournament, which is um, another one-on-one um, sort of uh, tournament that is taking place in front of like all of these like dignitaries from the various nations of the world. So essentially they're going to be showing off and that might lead to them getting more missions. Um, And it also apparently serves as like a microcosm to like let each of the nations know sort of like what the power level of their up and coming ninjas is. It's, it has some interesting, but uh, weirdly ill-defined geopolitical implications so anyway, Naruto is training right now to get ready for the second exam because he made it through the first part. Um, all, all of his classmates are also doing that, but we're really going to focus on him. Um, the exception are a few of his classmates who are in the hospital right now. One of those is Sasuke. That's Naruto's teammate. Whereas Naruto is kind of like a loudmouthed uh, and doesn't do things very well on the first try. 
Sasuke is sort of a prodigy. He's also the strong silent type. Um, we've got another guy who is um, loudmouthed like Naruto, but much more skilled like Sasuke, but he got there from working really hard rather than being innately good at it. His name is Rock Lee. Um, the two of them are in the hospital because of what happened in part A of the tournament. Um, let's see. Naruto's training with a guy named Jiraiya, who's this old sort of perverted dude who he met, um, who we don't know it yet, but is actually pretty important to their ninja society. Um, right now, he's just an old guy with some skill. And uh, let's see. Sakura is important in these episodes. She is Naruto and Sasuke's teammate. She mostly... Yeah, she mostly doesn't have anything going on for her except that she's the girl, and that's going to pretty much bear itself out in these episodes, too. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of it with Kakashi's in here, a couple other characters, but we'll cover them when we get to them as much as we need to. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump in with episode uh, 55, A Feeling of Yearning, A Flower Full of Hope. Uh, if you're wondering if yearning and flowers are going to be part of this episode, you're in for a treat, because they absolutely are. Yeah, man, um, if your thing is yearning or flowers, this is a good episode for you. If it's both, this is your shit right here. Yeah, so Naruto is, uh, he's he's practicing his um, his summoning jutsus, um, he keeps on biting his finger and trying to summon things. Um, one of the things that he keeps on summoning is a tadpole that slowly, slowly gets larger as this episode goes on. Um, and, uh, Jiraiya at the same time is being a complete pervert and staring at some girls over in some sort of bathing area or bathhouse area or wherever like there a, are girls. Like a, Jiraiya is a, a pool at the bottom of a waterfall and these girls are perpetually playing there. Even, like, later on in one of the later episodes, there's going to be, like, a massive shockwave that they that they are shown feeling and being terrified by. And then, like, five minutes later, they're still playing there. I was like, okay, I guess they don't give yeah. a fuck. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Naruto training to summon the Toad is sort of the A plot of this section of the story. But in this episode, it is the far B plot. Because most of the time, we're going to be talking about Sakura... Um, we're going to yeah. get a little cutaway before we get to her of the Hokage talking to the Jonin, which are the um, higher ranking ninjas of the village. Um, he's going to tell them that one of the characters named Hayate Gecko was found dead. Um, they kind of talk about Is whether... Is he important? No, he Not died. Right. That's why he's important. Uh, yeah, so they talk a little bit about how um, maybe that we should cancel the tuning exams because, you know, we got people coming in from all over the place, so if there's this threat hanging over our village, it might be dangerous. Um, you know, we also don't want um, to expose them to danger um, if, uh, if there's going to be some sort of attack or whatever. Uh, but there's this evil guy named Orochimaru who has threatened the village with danger if the exam does not continue as expected. And they basically kind of do a cost-benefits analysis and decide that the um, least dangerous option is to continue with the tournament. So no no problems there. And then that gets us to Sakura. Yeah. So Sakura is... Uh, she has, at first basically just thinking about all the things that just happened with Sasuke. Yeah. Thinking um, slowly and quietly. This, yeah. Showing that truly Sas uh, Sasuke is the only important one and Sakura is just here to tell his story. Yeah, she's um, like failing the so Bechtel test by herself. Like, she can't even oh, think yeah. about anything that's not him. Yeah, it's very frustrating. But anyways, uh, it, she's going to go decide... This it would almost read right if she were being written like a middle school girl with a crush, but she's not like 
you know, you could argue that that's what's happening, but I think that, like, if you look at the way that she's written, she's really just written as a character that doesn't have much going on. Um, and it's like the author really didn't know what to do with her except give her a crush, and then that's kind of her whole personality. But it's not played up in the way that, like, oh, she's a middle school girl and she's obsessed with it because of her age, or, it, you know, it doesn't really comment on the nature of her crush. So you're just kind of left with this character that has, like, one thing going for them, and it's not something that's important to the plot or that makes them valuable as, like, a member of the cast. And it's frustrating because Sakura really deserves better. Yeah, if you're wondering if anything like this is going to change, it's not going to change for a very long time. Yeah. Sakura is not going to be important. Most of Naruto. Then she becomes very, very important for a small sliver of Shippuden. um, And then she's not super important after that. Right. She kind of gets her moment, but it's not enough to justify her being a main character. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. She's got to go buy some flowers, though. So she she wants... uh, she wants Sasuke to get better, and to a smaller extent, um, she wants uh, she wants Rock Lee to get better as well. Um, so she's gonna go buy some flowers for Rock Lee and for Sasuke. Uh, down there, she meets up with Eno. Eno is also buying flowers. Uh, well, Eno works is... at the shop. Um... Oh wait, I'm, I must have gotten confused on that. I forgot that she worked at the shop. Anyway, yeah, she decides she... to like take a break so that she can also get a flower and take it in because Eno and Sakura are rivals. We went over this a couple of episodes ago and uh, it basically they, they were really close friends because everybody hated Sakura except Eno. And then when they got old enough to have a crush, they have a crush on the same guy. So now they hate each other, which again yeah. is another unfortunate side effect of, Sakura only being one note. Um, Ino is also yep. only one note, but she's a small character, so that's okay. Yeah. So um, they go to see uh, Sasuke. Sasuke's not in his room. He must have escaped. They get freaked out by that. They go to see Lee. They find out that Lee is also not in his room, but he is just outside of the window doing a bunch of push-ups because he doesn't want to be fucking left behind because he's hurt. Um, he's trying to do 200 push-ups as a a guarantee to himself uh, that he's like, if you don't finish these 200, then you're going to have to do all these leg squats instead. Yeah. So you, you have to, you have to lead up to this Lee. You I, can't let Lee down Lee. This is also <laughs> specifically one handed pushups because one of his arms is in a cast. And if he fails yeah. this, he's going to force himself to do 200 one legged squats because one of his legs is in a cast. And yep. this is the type of training that we've seen Lee do in the past when he was established as someone who worked hard for what he had. Um, we've seen him always set like really high bars to clear for himself. And the punishment for not clearing them is a second high bar. So this is on brand for him, but it's given this emotional significance because he's so injured. Um, we also get a flashback. Frustratingly, the flashback is to earlier in this episode. But the good news is that it's it's flashing back to a conversation we saw, but it turns out we didn't see the end of the conversation. So now we do. Um, It's essentially, Eno reminding Sakura that the prognosis for Lee is that he, his injuries will prevent him from being a ninja anymore. So then we watch Lee do some pushups for a little while and there's sad music. And it's essentially like, it's either really sad because he's working against the inevitable, which is that he can't regain this Or it's 
sort of tragically inspiring because he's pushing past these sort of limitations from his injuries. Uh, it's going to turn out to be the second one, but uh, it's a little unclear right now. Um, and uh, it's eventually Lee passes out. Yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, we see Naruto make a tadpole that has some legs on it. And then we're going to episode 56. Uh, like we've said, these episodes seem to fly by when you're writing notes about them. Anyways, they sure um, don't when you're watching 56, them. <laughs> <laughs> episode 56 is called Live or Die, Risk It All to Win It All. Um, um, so I, this I will episode... say, too, there's a, a little cutaway in the last episode that's going to be important in our next episode of Naruto coverage, which is that Kakashi meets up with Sasuke. So he has he has left the hospital and we're not going to see him anymore. He's not going to go back to the yeah. hospital. Um, Kakashi meets up with him at one point after doing some extreme rock climbing and uh they're gonna i I thought that happened in this episode sorry uh no it's yeah but it's like a it's it's not blink and you'll miss it i mean they focus on kakashi for a little bit but uh it's pretty brief um and it you know it could have happened in this episode it's kind of all the same um yeah so yeah naruto's getting sword of a frog um you know tadpoles are like little sperms and then they turn into frogs so they like lose their tail and they grow arms and legs and they get larger. So Naruto's kind of in the middle version where he's still got a tail, but he's starting to get arms and legs. And, you know, we're making progress. Yeah. So one of my favorite things in this episode, and there's not a lot of favorite things other than I I love the big giant toad, but we'll get to that in a minute. Which is really um, mostly the next episode. <laughs> yeah. So the the badass thing, the, the fun thing that happens in this episode, not badass, is that Jiraiya is just like, I'm going to go throw this person probably to his death. Uh-huh. So I'm going to take him around to do one last day of good shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they go to his favorite eatery. They go to the hot springs. He like encourages Naruto oh to go God. hug his crush. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's, he's doing a last day alive type of thing with Naruto, but what not telling him that's like, what he's doing. He's, he's also, like, what's your favorite sh- food? And he's like, ramen. And he's like, good, it'll be your last meal. And Naruto's like, what? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's also shitty about it, too, because then he, like, bounces out before the check comes. So Naruto has to pay for the whole meal, even though, like, yeah. there was a an implicit, nigh-explicit understanding that Jiraiya was treating him. But it turns out he was not, and he forces Naruto to pay for it. Um, there's, yeah, these episodes are interesting, and this is actually where I started watching Naruto. Um, I, I watched it shortly after reading it in Shonen Jump, because they used to have a monthly magazine that came out, and that was awesome, and a huge part of my middle school and high school days. Uh, and I started reading it, and it was, like, in the Zabuza fight, and it was sick, and I was like, this is so cool, and then I saw that it was on Cartoon Network, and I guess this was, like, right after we got cable. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Naruto. I like that. Um, and uh, it was in these episodes, where, which are all about, like, training and chewing the fucking fat before you get to anything really interesting. And I was like, man, this show's kind of boring, but I'm really excited to see what happens next. And it's sort of like the show does a really good job of building the tension because you know that cool shit's coming. But then it just keeps sort of, like, egging you on as, like, more and more episodes are devoted to, like, the stuff before the cool shit. And it's not that this isn't important. Like, these these 
training bits will come back and be important in the story pretty soon. But uh, if this is your first time through, it's a little hard to watch because you're just so anxious to get to the cool shit. And if this is your mm-hmm. second or more time through, it's really hard to watch because the cool shit's really where it's at with Naruto. And this mm-hmm. like slower storytelling, like it's not that it's not important and it's not that it's not handled well sometimes, but it's really intentionally clearly dragged out and it, it can be a, a chore to watch occasionally. Yeah. There is also a scene in this episode that really harkens on that. It's a cutaway to Aruka teaching this a class no about Hakage. Sense. And it's it's literally something inside of there that made so little sense and was so irrelevant to the plotline that I had literally forgotten that it happened. And I watched these episodes today. Yeah. So it's, like it's just world building in the middle of plot happening. And like it is it's a cutaway to characters that aren't doing anything. Like there's, it's literally a cutaway to Irika giving a class to his young students, including Konohamaru about the Hokages. And they look at the Ninja Mount Rushmore and talk about the Hokages. And then the Hokage himself shows up and talks about how it's important to care for things that you love. I like the only, the only value from this is that the Hokage is like, I love they're They're like, what do you love? Like, what would you protect because you love it and he's like well i love my grandson and my family but also this whole village is something that i care for and that's important because he's the ninja president and uh he may or may not be forced to protect the village in the near future yeah and then the last thing that happens in this episode which is uh by far the most important thing that is going to happen in the episode it's really the only important thing that happens in the episode yeah so Jiraiya is going to knock out Naruto, then he's going to drag him all the way to the side of a mountain, then throw him off the edge. It's not a mountain. It's like a big crevasse. It's a, a giant fucking throws, cliff. Yeah, he throws Naruto into it and says that if you're going to do this, you have to uh, release your demon uh, demon fox chakra. And we get to see the yeah. first time where Naruto comes up to the brink and speaks to Kurama. Yeah, and, I Kurama is the big giant fox. Right. So rolling back for a second, we did talk about how Jiraiya has been planning to kill Naruto today. That makes him sound completely sadistic. And he <laughs> is. But to temper that a little bit, there's a reason to his madness. Like, he is doing this because Naruto has demonstrated over the last couple of episodes worth of training that, like, he's got the chakra potential but he doesn't have the chakra control. Like he does not have the ability to unleash the amount of chakra that it's going to be needed to summon the kind of frog that he's trying to summon. Um, But historically we know that he can, and Jiraiya deduces that these, this happens in times of stress and in times of imminent danger and threat to his life. So he decides to push Naruto off a cliff to trigger this. And it's basically like, it's worth risking killing him in order for him to succeed. So that's what brings yeah. us up to this first meeting. Yeah. So um, Naruto finally uh, takes some of the, the chakra from uh, Karama and by saying sweet. that, like, you've been living in my body for so long. I'm taking rent in the form of your chakra. And he uh, he uses it. He Karama uses also it agrees because he's like, if you die, I die. I'm dying. Which makes sense. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so. He just, he, oh my God. Uh. Oh my God. And 
Anyways, after Blake is dead, we will no longer think of him. Yes, um, so, after getting after getting some extra chakra from the demon fox, uh, he finally summons a gigantic toad, and that is the person that we mentioned earlier, Gamabunta. Uh, is it Gamabunta or Gamabunta? I think it's Bunta. Bunta? Like, the, okay, ooh, like an umlaut or something. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean... It's Japanese words being pronounced by people who don't speak Japanese, so there may be variation when we say it. Gamabunta, yeah. Gamabunta, it's the same character. Yeah, anyways, he's a gigantic toad, and uh, Jiraiya's like, oh shit. Um, so we're going to go from there to episode 57. He flies, he jumps, he lurks, Chief Toad ap- appears. Um, this That's episode him. is the episode... These this episode is the episode that makes all of the other episodes worth it for just saying this one. I love the animation that happens at the start of this and I the first time I watched this, I was like, "Oh shit." Like he's going to have giant like mech fights except with a toad. This sounds like it's going to be badass. Yeah. Godzilla fights, man. And it, so like it is kind of like I got to say it's a little disappointing that this is like this is a power that's established for a fight that's coming up in the future and then like after that fight he learns different powers and uses those instead. Which is like mm-hmm. it's fair because this is a not practical for every fight and it's also it's established that it's difficult for him to accomplish. So it makes sense for him to do something else that's easier for him in normal battle. But like, it's a little bit of a bummer that we don't see a lot of Gamabunta after this. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we are going to see him summon this and then he is going to try to convince this giant toad that he needs to listen to him. Even though Jiraiya is saying inside of his head, Oh shit, that is not good that he summoned this toad. I even have difficulty controlling this toad. Yeah, that's um, a cool part that, gonna... like, Jiraiya's plan worked too well, and Naruto's mm-hmm. amount of chakra summoned, like, the top king of the toads, basically. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> is going to um, tell Naruto that he couldn't possibly take, uh, you know, command him because he's so powerful. Um, and he was like, I barely think that you could stand to ride on my back. If you if you can ride on my back, then you can be my ba- my master. Well, and so actually, Naruto, Naruto says that Gamabunta is like, you can't even stay on my back. Why should I listen to you? And Naruto's like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to stay on your back all day, and then you have to listen to me. And Gamabunta wants him off, but like doesn't agree to it. There was a part that made me laugh at one point where like. Gamabunta is getting frustrated that Naruto's still on his back, and Naruto's like, I, uh, "Sun's going down. I'm gonna be in charge of you." And Gamabunta's like, "You decided that unilaterally." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the thing we're gonna see after this is it's kind of a cool sequence where it's just Naruto riding around a giant toad all day in different scenarios. Um, so it's it's kind of fun to watch. It doesn't really progress the story other than the fact that Naruto has to try harder and harder and harder, and eventually. He he lasts until the sun goes down and then passes out. Right, and he falls off of uh, the front of Gamabunta's face. Gamabunta, he it looks like he's just gonna let him fall to his death, and then he catches him with his giant tongue, and he's like, "Okay, this Ooh, kid he... caught with a giant tongue." <laughs> Shut up, you gross asshole. <laughs> um, he he's just like this kid. He he really uh, puts him out there. I, I haven't had somebody um somebody really try to um like tame and uh you know it's 
stick around with me since uh, the Hokage that ends up being Naruto's father. Yeah, well, which we we kind of get inklings of that in the, uh, I think the previous episode we get like a little bit of, we finally like get a shot of the fourth Hokage not as like a rock face, but like an actual picture of him when he was alive. And he looks like an older Naruto, and the reason is that we will find out way later in the show that he's Naruto's father. Um, yeah. Anyways. But yeah, the, basically this episode, it's Naruto summons the big frog at the beginning of it, and then by the end of it, the big frog has gained some respect for Naruto. Um, because Naruto yeah. has taxed himself, he's going to drop Naruto off at the hospital, which sets us up for our next episode, but... Uh, there is a little bit of a cutaway in the middle of this episode where we essentially get some backstory on why the Sand Village is allying itself with Orochimaru. Oh, yeah. I keep so, on thinking that happens in the next episode because this next episode is way more important about the Sand Village. Um, yeah. We can... Well, yeah. I, we can... I mean, well, you know, heading into that, what's important to know is that we've got the Sand... the These, like, Sand Siblings is what they're called which is Gara, Temari, and Konkuro. In this episode, the one we care about is Gara because he's the main one. Um, he is sort of the evil, dangerous, murderous presence that's sort of looming over this entire arc. Um, he's another kid about Naruto's age um, coming from the Sand Village, but there's something off with him. We're going to learn a lot about that in a second. Um, but we have seen that they are actually the ones responsible for Hayate Geke's death that we learned about earlier. Um specifically the like their sensei guy that they're with um and he's gonna talk so that we as the audience know why the sand village is kind of going against the leaf village and the leaf village being the one where naruto lives um so the sand village is going against them essentially because they feel like their previous leader made a bad trade deal with the leaf village so now the new leader of the sand village is not as um, cooperative, essentially, and kind of agrees with the populace that they got a little bit screwed out of that. So now they're going to ally themselves with Orochimaru and do a little bit of um, warlike actions in order to basically shake the Leaf Village's place in the economy of the world, and that way they can sort of reset the rules on their tradey and um and retain a little bit of their or regain a little bit of their prominence as a nation um it's pretty interesting actually like for all the shit that we give naruto for being slow storytelling it's got a good story underneath that and uh this sort of like geopolitical tension brought on by like the subtleties of economic treaty is it's a good story um and that's yeah. why they're there so that's going to lead us into 58 Yep, hospital besieged, uh, the evil hand revealed. So this episode is literally just one thing that happens over a very long period of time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Gara is loose in the hospital, um, and uh, Naruto is waking up, um, and uh, Shikamaru tells him that he's been asleep for a couple of days, um, and then they find out that Gara is in the room with Rock Lee, and he is going to try to kill Rock Lee. Um, then we find out some backstory about how terrible um, uh, Gara's life is. And then the episode ends with Guy being like, don't fight the tournaments tomorrow, fight yeah. tomorrow. And that's the end of the episode. I tell you this, 
that this is all that happened in the episode. And if you're thinking to yourself, that couldn't be 23 minutes. It was. It was so long. <laughs> I don't I don't completely agree with you. I think this is maybe, for me, the best episode of the bunch for, for today. I'm so bored. So um, bored. <laughs> see, I, this is, this has some stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna, so the, they're gonna cover some of the things that they cover in this episode again. The cool part for me here is Gara is kind of covering Lee with his sand and he's gonna kill him. And then he gets stopped by Shikamaru using Shadow Possession Jutsu, which is a really cool moment of them being kind of heroic and, and stepping in. And I remember being bummed out that this doesn't turn into a fight because it really seems like it's going to. Um, but it doesn't. They do, in fact, stop before anything goes down and save it for the arena. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get some backstory on Gara here. And essentially, Gara is... He wants to kill because that's his deal. Um, and he's going to talk about how, like, if you guys don't stop and let me kill Lee, I'm going to kill you too. And Naruto's like, you're not going to kill him. We'll fight you. I've got a monster inside of me. And Gara is like, well, I do too. And that beast is called Shikaku. And that's going to be super important later on and actually become more and more important as the series goes. Um, mm-hmm. So... Essentially, Gara is kind of born to be like a perfect shinobi assassin from his birth. So this is a little bit of like, I don't know, like a kind of Black Widow from Marvel where they're being trained in really fucked up ways to be remorseless killers. And um, Gara was sort of broken by this because um, he's got this beast inside of him, which we will discover is a literal monster similar to the nine-tailed fox inside of Naruto. It's one of the reasons why he has such um, control over the sand. And um, it also is one of the reasons why he's a little bit of an unstable murderer. Um, Then adding on top of that, uh, I think his mom was killed in childbirth or something. She's dead. And then his father, who's the leader of the sand village, has been been trying to kill him ever since he was six. And he says specifically that he's been he's tried to kill him more times than he can count. And now he's about 12. I think I think he specifically says it's been the six years since then or something like that. So he's 12 or so. Um, and essentially, Garo reveals that he, he didn't feel like anybody was there for him and that he, he didn't have any love, he didn't have any support system, and that he would sort of lose himself if he didn't find a purpose for himself. And the purpose that he realized was that he would feel alive as long as there was someone to kill. And Naruto realizes that he shares a lot of kinship with Gara in that they both grew up alone. They both grew up without a purpose. They both grew up ostracized and hated by their societies. But the difference was that when Naruto was in a low point, Iruka came along and recognized him and helped him find his own purpose. And essentially, Gara is kind of evil Naruto. Like They both had the same upbringings, but there was an important decision point that, that set them one on the path of villainy and one of the path of heroism. And um, this is a classic villain scenario. I mean, when you pit a villain that is essentially the hero, but evil, that is, that's classic. I mean, I don't know about like reverse flash or anything that might be a little on the nose, but like um, when you get those heroes that ha- that represent the opposite idealism, you know, like the Batman is order. The Joker is chaos. Um, you have, Thor, who's sort of like 
blunt-headed gallantry, whereas Loki is, you know, tactical lies. Um, These characters that represent the opposite of the hero of your story, they can really do a lot to characterize your hero and draw out what makes them a good hero. And Gaara is going to be that for Naruto, but it also makes Gaara one of the best, most memorable villains of Naruto. Yeah, I I really think that they're... In in all of Naruto, um, so you know, people can argue that um, you know, you have you have really important other villains that are throughout the show, but one of the most frustrating things that I've I've noticed inside of the show is that um, you really have these fantastic three um, villains that pop up, and we've met two of them so far. So Gara is going to have a profound effect on Naruto. Um, then the second one that you are going to uh, see inside of the show um, that has a perfect, uh, profound effect on Naruto is going to be um, Orochimaru. And then the last one is going to be the Akatsuke. And so that's not going to be happening until like the very yeah. end of Naruto and into Shippuden. Um, but the big thing about Gara though, is that he prevails throughout the show and each time that you meet him inside of the show, if he has had any sort of life changes to him or changes inside of his personality, you yeah. really feel for him. There's gonna be there's gonna be a moment in Shippuden where you you you're watching and you're like, oh god, you're really rooting for Gara to do well. At this point, he's just this crazy murderer kid, but he's he's really this character that's been yeah. you know shaped by tragedy. And he he is a character that you want to be better. And he is also, in the show, the rule of cool. Like, he has one of the most unique powers inside of the show. It's a unique power that is is something that is both insanely, like, insanely strong and then also, like, very mm-hmm. strange and hard to comprehend, which makes it something that you can keep on building on. Um, and I think that that's that's one of the things that makes Gara a really lasting character. Yeah, really I mean, I remember over over when this was when this arc that we're covering right now was like what was out at least for me as young, like child Blake consuming this on Cartoon Network and in Shonen Jump every week or every month. Like Gara was terrifying. He was such a good villain because he was so powerful, mm-hmm. so dangerous, so unpredictable so murderous like he's not just going to beat you he's going to kill you and then you learn about him and he becomes Mm -hmm. this tragic figure that you feel for even though he's still scary and then as the series goes on you start to like grow to learn learn more about him and see him more and he becomes just more and more interesting and fascinating i mean he's he's one of the peak characters of naruto i think yeah but in all that to say, um, that's what happens really in this episode. He stopped. The tournament is going to happen. And I swear to God, I want people can, to just skip I episode think. 59. Episode 59 is the final rounds uh, rush to the battle arena. It's terrible, you guys. This episode is the whole point is that the people are showing up to yeah. the battle arena and Naruto is late. There's a little bit of character development at the beginning. It just that I doesn't. Like. And that is Naruto is nervous about fighting Neji and that's good tension building, setting us up for this fight. And then he runs into Hinata and they kind of establish a little bit more of a a rapport and a relationship. And, um, 
and she kind of gives him a pep talk and that's it. Otherwise I, I wrote a little bit here at the top yeah. of my notes that this yeah. is the episode that you, this is a kind of episode that you don't see in shows like Hunter X Hunter or my hero academia, or I don't know, attack on Titan or any, any of those modern shows that are doing their storytelling without trying to like fill the time. You know, this is the kind of episode that you get when yeah. Dragon Ball Z needs to power up for an entire episode. This is the same thing. It's it's content without value. Like there is no there's no plot progression, there's no character growth, you know, with a maybe an asterisk on the Hinata conversation. Like there's really nothing here. Like it's really just a wacky hijinks episode that's dragging out the time before you get what you really want, which is the tournament starting in the next episode. And it's frustrating. And you, you don't see it in yeah, Hunter x Hunter, I mean, because when they do yeah, way off, I, day off episodes, or when they delay what's happening, they do it with something that's interesting and relevant. You don't see it in My Hero Academia, because My Hero Academia has mm-hmm. so much story to tell you that it's not going to wait for that. And again, when it does have those moments, it's really intense, good character beats. Like, when Deku talks to Shoto before the tournament, like, that's fascinating, and it's great. When you get into the tournament... If you don't know who either of those characters are and Blake is talking to you, look, we're going to cover it. I know that we are because I fucking love Uh, it. Anyway, these are, these are well-told stories. And again, I don't want to shit on Naruto all the time. It's hard not to get frustrated with it because when we're not in those cool fight sequences that we both love, the, the storytelling is really slow in the anime. It's not that much faster in the manga, but it is better because they don't have to fill the time in the way that the anime does. But, like, it's slow, and it can be really hard to watch. But it's a good story. It's still well told, but it is dated in some ways, in that, like, modern anime, like My Hero Academia, don't feel the need to draw out the time before the tournament with stuff that may or may not be interesting, but ultimately isn't relevant. It's got enough content with the characters and their development, and with the plot itself, that it doesn't need to waste any of our time. And this episode really is kind of just the the plot dawdling before it really gets to what we're here for. Yeah. I I, I will agree with that. Um and this episode is it's like I said, it's really about Naruto getting to there. If you like the wacky hijinks episode, this episode has it chock full. Uh-huh. Um that's it's all it is really though. I mean, I guess there's uh, yeah, the so, the conversation with Hinata is not funny. It's it's character work, and if you're looking for the value in this episode, like that's where it is. If you're a completionist, you're yeah. gonna have to watch it anyway. If you're somebody who really wants to watch all of the episodes but doesn't want to do the Waiji Hijinks stuff, just watch the scene with Hinata and then skip forward. The long story short is yeah. Naruto is a little late, but he makes it to the arena on time. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter because this next episode is going to be when the tournament starts and we're not going to yeah. talk about that. And it's going to be fucking so, uh, sweet. Those, like I said, when I started watching Naruto, these were the episodes I watched. But then Cartoon Network made like a an event out of the fight that's going to come up at the beginning, which is Neji versus Naruto. And it's good. I, I don't remember. I mean, I haven't watched it basically since then. So it might have pacing issues or it might not be as good as I remember, but... If I recall, it's a good fight with a lot of good ups and downs. You're also going to get a lot of backstory, and we're going to get into that in our next Naruto episode in four weeks. Yep. Uh, So stick with us, uh, and we'll be talking about what's coming up next week after these credits. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. 
These are Level 5 Sound Wizard. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We're going back to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with five fun things to do when you're a brain without a body. You won't believe number four exists. (laughs) 